welcome to Magnified Abundance, the podcast dedicated to exploring the power of a growth mindset for business professionals and entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Izzy Nally, a business growth strategist and a hypnotherapist. And I'm thrilled to be your guide on this journey of discovery, learning, and growth. Every week, I bring you inspiring, insightful interviews with successful business owners, professionals, and entrepreneurs as they share their stories of mindset shifts that have led to their success. Together, we'll explore what it takes to cultivate an abundant mindset overcome the limiting beliefs and achieve greater prosperity in both business and life. So sit back, relax, and get ready to be inspired as we magnify abundance and achieve true success together. Let's get started. Well, Jen, tell us about you and your business and let's just start there. Yeah, so I am Jennifer Bennett, and I am the owner and founder of Get Desky, and I'm also a wife and a mom. Awesome, awesome. So, so Get Desky, I, I popped onto your Facebook account, and I saw on there there's a couple different logos. I also saw that you're Nabo, like you're a member of Nabo, so that's fun. Yes. Yes, I actually contribute to the NABO one two or three times a year. So I, I write a blog post for them as well. And then I also have another publishing that's coming out later this week that's in a tech space. So fantastic. So 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 tell us what is Get Desky? So Get Desky is a remote administrative company that partners with small businesses, tech founders really anyone that really needs that administrative lift. You know, you've started your company and now you're at that point to where I don't want to do, you know, creating all these social media posts. I don't want to, you know, be the one that's running my database. I don't want to be the one that's, you know, creating the newsletters, the blogs, you know, even the pitch articles for publications. I don't want to be the one that's going out and looking for all these podcast interviews but I know they're all important. And so that's where we come in and we can really help, you know, business owners take those things that they hate doing in their business, but still have to do to keep growing and to keep thriving and keep pushing themselves up their own business ladder. Fantastic. Love it. Love it. So, so I'm also a member of NABO. That's why I I noticed it. So it's fantastic. I serve on our our Kentucky board. So Mm. Yeah, I'm trying to get into the Houston one because that's that's the closest one to me. But I think I'm going to switch to maybe Austin or San Antonio because I have some friends that are already over there that I might just switch to that one. Yes. So speaking of which, being a woman business owner definitely brings some far more challenges, in my opinion, than being a male business owner. So you're a mom. You're a daughter you are a business owner, like, how do you balance all of that? What does, what does life look like for Jennifer? So life looks like I get up at four 30 in the morning, actually with my husband, because I want to see him. He works in the oil field. So first and foremost, I get up with him in the morning and I make him coffee. I usually, and, you know, getting to spend at least like 30 minutes with him is, is always awesome. Cause he, he's just a funny guy. And then Early on in when I was doing real estate, I learned that 
setting healthy boundaries was really important and to really take yourself out of like the sales process. So I, I try to not work after hours, nights, weekends, and really try to dive into time with my family. And it allows me to be able to come back the next day and refresh and be able to be joking with my team or other, other things like that. I also will prioritize like my kids things and try to like involve them in businesses that we do. I wouldn't be surprised if my seven-year-old pops in here in a little bit and says, hi, and I love my mommy, but Aww. yeah. Yeah. So how many kids do you have? Well, it puts things in perspective as so- well. Yeah, so I have two of them. I have an 18-year-old that just graduated high school. She is probably going to nursing school either in the fall or next fall. It depends on when the programs start. And then I have a seven-year-old daughter as well, too. So oh, very sweet. I have I have three, so I totally know. Yeah. I have 14, yeah. 10, and one. Oh my goodness. So you kind of did like I did. You started all, all the way over. Started all the way over. Yeah. And it and it's interesting, like experiencing it a new time with a new perspective, but also having that experience as well. Yes, it's it's definitely like the second time, especially like I'd been there, done that, you know, went through the baby stage, went through the toddler stage, went through like the the small kid stage, and then had another one. Like it was like a lot less things phased me because. Yes. It was like, oh, like, oh, this is no big deal. Like, we don't need to call the doctor. We don't need to freak out, you know. And and my my daughter at the time, like 10-year-old, she's like, Mom, like, what do you think you're doing? And I'm like, no, it'll be fine. You live through this. And then she's like, wait, what? <laughs> yes. So yeah, definitely that experience and that perspective, it was definitely more helpful to have for the second time around yeah for sure for sure so so being a mom being a working mom in the first place is just hard because us moms typically are a little bit more motherly so we tend to take on balancing the children along with work now in my family it's a little bit different my 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 husband this time around he's got the kiddo all the time so I, I get to work but yeah so tell us a little bit like what's been kind of those big struggles, but also what have been those beautiful moments as well? So one of the struggles early on was um, I wanted to still do everything as if I didn't have a business. So I wanted to be the one that was full in in real estate, full in being a wife, full in being a mom. And so some of the struggles that came up were like little things like the dishes getting done or the laundry. And then it comes down to, you know, sometimes being a mom, you know, we find like little hacks to get things done and learning to let go of, well, my husband's going to do the laundry, but he's not going to sort the clothes the exact same way that I do, but having to pull back and say, okay, well, he didn't sort them exactly how I wanted, but the laundry's still done, you know, or he didn't hang up, you know, these clothes, but he hung up most of them or he didn't put them where I organized them. And so really learning to like, let go of like little things like that of, 
oh, they're going to do the dishes for me, but they didn't load the dishwasher to where it's maximum efficiency to clean it, but the dishes still got clean, you know? And so it, it was a lot of like learning to let go of like, mm-hmm. it will still get done. It may not be at the level of efficiency or like doneness that we like, but at the end of the day, as long as, you know, we have clean clothes and we have clean dishes, you know, does it really matter if, you know, the towels were folded one way or another? So that was the biggest I, struggle. Yeah. For me. The biggest win for me is because my husband loves to cook. So he comes home and he cooks. So I, I love that because p- figuring out what to cook is like the biggest stressor for me. Cause I'm like, what do I cook? Like, just what do I do with all these ingredients that I have everywhere? I would deer in headlights. So in, in my process of letting go, my husband comes up with these most beautiful things to make. Like he smoked chicken this weekend, mm. which is what I posted on my Facebook page. And you know. I was like, it made like all sorts of stuff. He's made <laughs> purple peas, you know, all all the southern cooking stuff so yeah it was it's been great lucky lucky lady like for sure yeah so awesome you mentioned some really great tips I think that helps us not as not just as working moms but also as business owners right letting go of perfectionism and saying like I'm gonna let someone else do this and I know that they're not gonna do it as well as I can. And that's okay, because I don't need to do everything. When we get into like abundant mindset, there's this thought and this thought shift of going, I can have everything. I can have everything I want. Everything is available to me. And sometimes we confuse that with, I can do everything because trying to do everything really brings us into burnout and then we end up doing nothing well so that shifting into allowing how has that how's that really like affected your life and your mindset and your stress levels it's alleviated a lot of stress for me you know one of the things that I talk about in my ebook is you know really combating that perfectionism of when you start delegating those things you need to have that mindset of they're not going to do it hundred percent you. And that's totally okay. They're going to start at like 30%, you know, like what Gary Vee says, it's like, they're going to start at 30%. And the goal is to get them to at least 70. So if you're thinking of that mindset of like, I'm letting this go, you need to also understand that when you let this go, you're going to let it go at first at 30%. And mm-hmm. as they do it more, they're going to get better at it or that's the hope. And if they don't, then that's a totally different conversation. (laughs) But, and that, that's definitely something that I have to work out with my seven-year-old, but at the same time, you know, that you're not having to dedicate the physical and the mental brain power to it. You're only having to delegate you know, five to 10% of your brain power to it. Whereas if you're the one that's still doing it and executing it, you're having to dedicate a hundred percent of both. Yeah. Yes. And this is such an important lesson, like outsourcing work, whether it's 
to get dusky. Is that say it right? Get, yes. Okay, get dusky, and or to a virtual assistant, or even letting your, your teenagers, husband, your, kids. Your, your husband, your teenagers, start to to help out in the business a little bit. To keep in mind, yes, like it's not going to be a hundred percent, but they might master it if you give them the time and the space and the encouragement. They might get better at it than you can, and that's even that's even more ideal, right? Giving yes. them the space to be better than you, because as a business owner, we want a team of people that can be even better than us, and then that we just get to direct them and coordinate everything. And and, and of course, that's that always varies, right? Some people want to work in their business; they don't want to be the CEO. Regardless, you have to allow. Yes. Yes. The the mindset of like doing it all yourself is you're really just setting yourself up to burnout. And then it really just depends on like how, how much mental capacity you have to sustain that. You know, when you look to at sustainability, it talks about being able to balance the twos and the fros. And you can't do that when you put too much into the boat because it's, it's just going to sink. Yes. So, you know, with the the industry that you're in, when do you find it's really helpful for people to to start getting that help in their business? Because so many new business owners are starting their business. It's very natural for them to take on everything and they, they teeter on the edge of burnout. When do they really need to start planning to get help? Because it needs to happen. Sooner rather than later. And it really goes into the whole thing of like, if you're wanting to teach your math, your kid math, you start when they're there, you have time to teach them or when they start showing interest in it. Because if you wait until you're so full and you're so stretched, thin, you're not going to be able to communicate timely or effectively or even constructively to someone who's helping you because you're going to be so stretched thin, you're not going to be able to have the capacity to even help someone else learn your business, learn your brand voice, learn the processes because you're like, just take it. And then when they do it wrong for so many times, you're just going to build up frustration because you don't have time to communicate that to them. So it's the age old saying, start before you're ready. Yes, I definitely say that. And I, I, I say that often to people that I'm giving consults to about starting their business. And I'm like, don't try to do three different services all at the same time. Pick one, iron it out, put the processes in place and have it so you can hand it off to an employee to start running that one while you then experiment and get the next service going. Because if you do, okay, I've got this one ironed out. Now let me do this and this. We start to get to that spot where we're not thinking, how am I going to hand this off? And we have everything, only I can do it. Right. And that gets us stuck in that time trap. Yeah. And then it ultimately just sucks all your time and then you can't grow your business. Yeah. Yeah. So we start to bottleneck ourselves. So when you help clients, what is the biggest thing that they need help with? It's social media is one of the biggest things that they need help with because they know it's important, but it's a big time suck, you know, because they, they know that they need to create graphics and 
I don't know if you're like me or most of the people, you get into Canva and that thing is addictive. You know, you get in. You're like, oh, I could do this. Oh, I could do that oh, next I month. I could do this. I could do this. I could do that. You know, and and so they they get stuck in their own, you know, creative mindset, which is great. But at the same time, being in that creative space is not helping them scale their business when really they need to be, you know, in front of their audience, or they need to be writing out their sales process, or they need to be yes. doing all these other things in their business, not creating content or managing their social media. The other thing that we help a lot with is also schedule management because we do have some people that they're not really good at managing their time, but we can hop in and be like, hey, you're like double booked. Like which one's more important? Can we help you schedule this around? Can we help you, you know, do this, you know, offer suggestions and community management is also really helpful. A lot of us, you know, we want to build communities around, you know, like-minded people that we meet. And so we, we will help them manage their communities, you know, help them create content to spark conversations in them, or, you know, help them grab some of the content that they've made in their group and share it on their personal profiles or different things like that. But then it's also helping people write eBooks, resources. We, we can do a lot. So there's not a lot. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And like, I, lo- I love, you're like giving us ideas too, because right. Like an ebook, like you shouldn't be spending all your time on doing something like that and creating your funnels because you need to be working on the business. You need to be working on the content and then handing that content off so that people can make magic with it. They, <laughs> they can make it into marketing and continue to get clients because ultimately as a business owner, we have to decide, do we want to be the salesperson? Do we want to work in it? Do we want to, do we want to be the content creator? There's all these roles and we have to develop it so that other people can get into those roles too. Yes, exactly. Because we've got to, we've got to decide, you know, it's one of the things that my coach told me, he's like, you've got to decide. Like, do you want to be the face of the company? Do you want to be behind the company? Or do you want to be like the implementer in the company? And he's like, all are fine, but you can't do all. So nope, you have not to all at the same out. time. Nope, you cannot do all of them at the same time. Trust me, I try. I try to do it all the time. And then I'm like, oh gosh, no, I need to stop. Stop, hand this to somebody. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, I'll find myself like going down that rabbit hole. I'm like, what are you doing? You do not need to be doing this. Um, Drive house so that I can send it to somebody else next time. Right? I like, I found myself <laughs> in that today. I was like, I've been working on this document for an hour. And this is the number. I say this every single day. Formatting is my enemy. Why would I spend three hours trying to format something when I can be like, the document's there. Go format this for me, please. Right? Yes. Please do your first attempt at it. I will give you feedback and I will let you know. Yes. And so for people to learn how to delegate, what do you think is a good process for them learning how to delegate? So I think the first place you start is you find the task that you, you don't want to do. Like, because... 
if we're a business owner, there, there's tasks that that you don't want to do, that you don't want to learn. For me, it's the books. Like my mom does the books. I'm more than happy to let her do the books. She just tells me how much money we've made, how much money we have to spend. You know, if I'm going to do something big, I ask her, she tells me yes, she tells me no, she tells me when to wait, you know, whatever. I'm totally happy doing that. And it keeps me from having to stress out about all the other stuff going on with that aspect. So that's the first place to start. Once you've established all the different areas that you don't want to be in your business, you need to document your processes. You know, if if you are currently doing them and you like the way that they're done, document them. And then once you do them, hire them out. I don't, you know, it doesn't matter if it's Gidesky or if it's, you know, some virtual assistant that's overseas, but hire them out and fine tune the process. And once you have a good process for that, start it all over again with another one, because you're going to find that as you do that, you're going to learn how to communicate with people of, hey, this was a really great first try. I would really like to see this next time. Mm-hmm. And it allows you to keep honing in on sharing your needs and communicating with the people that are helping you. Yeah, for sure. So I know this is a question that everyone's thinking. How much does it cost to get help? It varies. So for us, because we are a team of five people, so we're not a, we're not, if you go to VertiDesk or some of the other ones where they just source you with somebody. So we, our minimum starts at like $20 an hour, but that's for a team of five to six of us. It's fixing to be seven because we're fixing to hire another one. But that's, that's where our price point starts. If you go on Fiverr and some of the other places, you're going to find somewhere cheap. If this is your first time learning to delegate, I would highly recommend you start with the lower level ones and learn how to start giving things to them. Because my team will annoy you. Be like, you hired us to do all these things. We're going to start pinging you every day. Like, hey, do you have this? Hey, what do you think about this? Hey, like, we're okay. It's been a month and we've been asking you feedback. We're just going to start scheduling your stuff. And, and that's going to rub some people the wrong way because they're like, well, I want to have involvement in it. And so you, you need to have someone that's on a lower level to, to learn how to, how to communicate. Yeah. Well, and I think some of us too, like we need that. We're like, yes, hold me accountable. Yes. Ping me. I do need that. But if you're really hesitant, right? Like there are their virtual assistants. They message me like every day asking me if I need one, right? I think most of us business owners get that. Uh, Don't just go, okay, yeah, start helping me because ask their qualifications, see what they've done, see what they've worked, see what their strengths are as well. And, And it is great if they work per hour because- some weeks she might only have five hours, some weeks she might have 10, and then you can slowly increase. And then you'll get to the point where you see the, the usefulness of quality. We'll be honest, yeah. like there's some people that just <laughs> their capacity for doing high level tasks aren't as high. It, it's the truth of the matter. It, it yes. is what it is. And that's totally fine. One of the things that I suggest is if you really want to know 
if it's a good fit is have like a demo project, you know, pay yeah. say you're going to pay them, you know, X amount of dollars for this, you know, paid demo project. And that way you can see how well they follow instructions, how well they communicate. And then you also don't feel like you're wasting their time. You know, have a project that maybe will take five, five, 10 hours and, you know, equate it to whatever it is, you know, dollar wise, depending on, you know, what your research is and have them do that, you know, and then that's going to show who, who can handle the level of detail that you need, the level of instructions that you need and all the different aspects there are of it, you know, what level of, you know, some of them are overseas, what level of, you know, English do they know, you know, mm -hmm. or what level of, you know, say that you want them to do your spreadsheets, what level of formulas do they know, you know, all these different things, but then you also don't feel like you're wasting people's time. Yes. And then you're also going to be able to weed out the scammers. Yes. Well, I will say like, I have had lessons learned on multiple virtual assistants where it's like, oh, we're, we're only $500 or $500 a month and we'll do all this stuff, but they disappear for two weeks out of the month. You can't get a hold of them. Which yeah, is that... Having a team of five people that you're really working with, someone's always going to be there to pick it up. Right. And that's the reason why we did it. The way we did it is because our, our team is a lot of stay-at-home moms. And the challenges that come with that, you know, of having your kids at home and still working, as you know, you have three kids, I have two, like, I'm surprised my kid has not spilled whatever right now, you know, and, and so allowing the team to be collaborative and doing the client's works that we have allows the clients to get their stuff done in a timely manner. Um, it allows me to pull from multiple people's strengths. So it's not just my own. It's not just theirs. It's multiple people's strengths. And so there's also the level of communication that we can also provide because now we're able to reduce our time because everything goes through our centralized hub. So it could be anybody They can say, hey, we got this and we're going to get it taken care of and give them a timeline. It's not just one person. And so that way, you know, people get things taken care of in a timely manner and our clients feel heard and appreciated. Yes. And I've come across plenty of programs where people have started asking me about virtual assistants and they're like, I feel really guilty paying someone only $7 an hour. Like, I feel really bad about that. I want someone local that I can pay. So it, anything that you need is available out in this world. It is. You just have to be willing to, you have to be willing to accept it because sometimes it just kind of falls in your lap. Like we just kind of like randomly met each other on Facebook. Like, I, yes, we kind of did. And then I, fr we became friends and then someone said that they needed a speaker for their event. So then I was like, oh, hey, like you just posted, you wanted to be a speaker. And this posted person asked if he wanted to be a speaker. And so I was like, connect the two. Yes. Which is amazing. Like, that's why I always say, if you have something that you're seeking, social media is an amazing place to say, hey, I need this. Now you might get overwhelmed by the amount of responses. Like I said, hey, I need a, a VA that is specifically does podcast. And I got like 20 messages and 50 comments. 
But I do recommend like if you can, if you're doing one person at a time and you don't have the option of doing a team uh, scenario at the moment, which that's ideally going to be best from my experience too, do specifics like, hey, I need someone to help me with a summit. Hey, I need someone to help me with this and get someone that's a specialty because there's a lot of people out there that'll say, yeah, I can do that. And then they're really just learning as they go. Yes, yes. That, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, learning as you go, it can be really great, but it can also not be really great. So yeah. you have to- Depends on the person. Like, yeah, because there's some people that are really determined like me. Like I just, I just teach myself platforms and I, and I know that I can do that. And I know that I can just like learn a CRM in a couple of weeks or different things like that. There may be other people that they're not really good at that, but what they are good at is maybe organizing. So being able to like learn what people's strengths are and deploying them to your advantage yeah. is really great when you're, yeah. especially when you're building a team. Yeah. So, so tell me more about what you all do. Like if someone's like, Hey, I have this and I want this. Can you help me get there? How do you all work yeah, with that? So if, yes, we can definitely help with that. You know, it really depends on what their, their goals are. You know, if they're saying, Hey, Jen, I want you to help me write a book. Be like, okay, well, what we're going to do is we're going to, we're going to start pull, pulling out, like, what, what do you want the outline to be? What do you want the, you know, the overall you know, synapses of the book to be, you know, what, what, how many chapters do you want? What do you want the chapters to sound like? What do you want it to feel like? You know, all these different things, we're going to start pulling that out of you. You know, we, we usually do that on an onboarding call. You know, we just had one today with a new client. She needs us to really, really rebrand her whole message because she's doing a new partnership. So we had to dig deep if, well, what's the difference between the message that you had and what's the difference between the message that you want now, you know, what content can we reuse? What content can we not reuse? So it really depends on like, what is it you want us to do? And what is the end goal? Because from there, then we can start just pulling out everything that you need. You know, if it's, yeah, we need to do your, redo your whole social media, then we got to say, okay, well, what is it now? What do you want it to look like? You know, are we changing colors? Are we changing, you know, words are, what, what are we specifically changing about it? Yes. I love that. So it sounds like too, like you've got this coaching aspect and you're organizing and you're, you're getting them all straightened out in the process of doing the work as well. A little bit. I, I did coach quite, quite a bit when I was in my former section. So I'm not sure if I'm going to relaunch that for something else, maybe later, but a lot of what I do is I teach my team on how to extrapolate all of that information mm. for, for my clients benefits of whatever content or organization or whatever it is that they need. Yeah. I'm just thinking like, Jen, if my business is a mess and you know, the past three months, suddenly everything just turned into a disaster and I don't know what I'm doing anymore. Like, would you be able to look and say, oh, okay, we've got these processes, these processes, this was working well, let's iron this back out. Let's, is that something that you do? 
Yeah, we can do that. We do that in the form of helping with databases, you know, so we can help with like your funnels and, you know, managing your databases, really creating some automations and some workflows and different things like that to do a little bit of automation with, you know, also manual labor in there a little bit. Um, So we can help with that. We, we have even helped clients organize their Canva because they'll go in there and they'll just start creating stuff. And then they're, they're like, I have 1,500 different graphics and I don't know what I should do. And we're like, okay, well, we'll start by putting them in different folders for different projects, you know, really kind of getting it like super organized so that they can kind of have a wraparound of what, you know, the sense of what what's going on in there. That's amazing. Like that alone, you should just advertise that. Like we can organize your Canva. I'm like, doing be like, that. I'm sold. <laughs> be like, Izzy just says that I need to tell you. <laughs> like, I'm going to go we post today. Canva. <laughs> Is your Canva a mess and you can no longer find your stuff or forgot about that project you were working on six months ago that was a brilliant idea. Now you can find it. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. And we can do that with your Google Drive or your Dropbox or any of those other platforms as well, too. Yes. Yeah. So that's that's one thing I teach. I teach people how, how to make sure they set it up so it stays organized. But honestly, like the go in and the clean it all, no one wants to do that. No one wants to do that, you know, and no especially emails, no one wants to go in there and clean up their emails. I will, because I'm a very honest person. <laughs> Mine at all time is like 7,000 unread emails. Oh, no. Like, oh, no. how do you function? Because he's one as soon as he gets <laughs> organizes them and deletes them. And there's always like two emails in his inbox at all times. And I'm like, I don't even know how many pages there are. <laughs> It's we like, have one client that it took six months for us to organize their emails. Oh my, I bet I could beat them. I could beat <laughs> them on that. <laughs> yeah, well, what we, well, there's, there's a simple way to do it. So, you know, you can use the search feature in Google, you know, when they're the mm-hmm. like, you know, the certain ones, and then you can just add a filter to those and then it'll filter all of them. So yeah. if you go through that and you think about that, like, if you've got a newsletter that's that you've had for like five, six years, that can be thousands of emails right there. So I've done that uh, before. And I think my finger got a cramp after I was deleting, <laughs> deleting them on my phone. Oh, but no, I mean, that's, that's such a huge part. Like we, we hear these things all the time. Like if you have a cluttered home, you're going to have a cluttered mind, but most of us our computer, our desktop, everything we're we're functioning from, it slows us down and it does clutter our mind if it is not organized. Uh, Suddenly, like I see this all the time with clients where they do, their, their whole life becomes a mess because within like three months and they've suddenly like lost focus because Nothing is organized, so they can't just go in and go, oh, yeah, that's right. I was working on that project. Yeah, and I have our Canva to where, like, it's broken up between my personal brand because you mentioned, like, going to my Facebook. You know, it's very much of a different feel than if you go to Gadesky's, 
but at the same time, like if I go to Indira Canva, I can do different, you know, ones and I can drop in there real quick and know like which, which ones I can grab and just quickly share if I want to do that because they're all organized. So having organization also allows for optimization. Yes. Love that. Love it. Okay. So you've talked about how your business, you and your mom run it. Like when did you start getting into like being a business owner? So this, I have to say is, you know, the age old thing of, you know, moms really do like they, they know like their kids gifts. And for the longest time, my mom was like, we should start a business. We need to start something like, let's do something together. Like let's, you know, like let's do something. And so my mom was like, well, let's do social media. Let's do ads. Let's do this. Let's do this. And so finally we, she convinced me to start a business because pretty much she drove to the comptroller's office here and grabbed the paperwork to do an LLC. And she was like, we're going to fill this out. And because <laughs> she was like, you can do this. You're your father's daughter. You can do this. And, and so she filled it all out and we created the name. And at first I was just kind of like there. And then about like eight months into it, somebody pretty much said like I've interacted with your team and I don't know if you fully know this but like you impact them in such a way that you are a leader whether you think you are you're not and it was it was just a moment of like clarity for me because it was like so much of my time was spent you know, saying like, oh, I, I don't have the connections that my dad has from building power plants for 50, 60 years. I, I can't do that. You know, I don't have the degree of all these people. I can't do that. You know, I don't have this, you know, it's so much of like, it was that first bit of, wait, yes, you can moment for me. And when that happened, like a lot of things started shifting, you know, I started shifting the way that I represented myself in my own, in my own brain, which then shifted the way that I represented myself when I was talking to my team. And I shifted the way that I started presenting myself online. And then it also shifted into the way that I presented myself when I would interact with people, you know, in groups or when I would interact with people and networking. So it was just like a catapulting thing of like somebody pretty much just like had to say like, Jen, I, I don't care what you think about yourself. Like you are what you say you aren't. Love that. And, and me being in the space of willing to listen to that and mulling over it, it, it changed everything. I mean, as of right now, like Gadeski can't take any more clients because I have to train more VAs. Yeah, that's great. So, you know, once I started that shift about a year and a half later, like we're, we're, we're maxed out on clientele right now because I have to train more people. Like literally, I just told my team today, I'm like, we got to recruit more people so that I can train more. Love it. But yeah, it's amazing that validation, like 
And that's, it's so good to say that because we need to tell people, more people to validate more people. And then, yeah. you know, making it known to say like, receive those compliments, receive that validation and allow yourself to build the confidence. Don't just get a compliment and brush it off. Receive it, welcome it. And then pass that along too. I love telling people say, hey, what you're doing is amazing. Like you're really good at this. I don't know if you, if anyone's told you yet, but you have this ability. Yes. And we, we have the advantage of being able to be in mom groups. And I, I know you've probably seen this some too, is there's, there's a lot of self-doubt that, that creeps up in some of these mom groups. And sometimes some of it is, it's fully just like ingrained in like the way that we were raised, you know, and it, it's not there anymore. You know, you can go and you can be whatever you want to do and but you have to be willing to receive it so the self-doubt really is it's it's a limiting factor that's that's limiting you from getting where you want to go me in the next year I want to be able to just like I want to homeschool my daughter and let her just like fully just like be like come and join with me. She was on a networking call with me earlier today. She was like answering questions while we were sitting here doing a strategic, like she was like a speed, it's, it was a speed dating strategic thing. And she's like sitting here answering questions while she's saying, I love my mommy and doing hearts. And it's like, I need to involve her more. And, you know, so that that's one of the goals that I have is just being more intentional of like involving my kids and my spouse, which if his job will allow, but eventually I, I want him to be just my, my cook full time. That's what I'd love. Cause then you go. I, I mean, I would, I would eat like everything. Good. Yeah. And then he, he's not only a really good cook, but he's also a really good mixologist. So oh. yes. So he figured out a way to make margaritas that have this Serono in them. Best thing ever. <laughs> I love that. So you need to have some networking parties and he can be the mixologist at the party. <laughs> and, and the caterer. And the caterer. So true. Before you know it, you'll be like, and we can fully function, fully host your next business meeting. <laughs> and take the notes for them. <laughs> yeah, fully, fully. <laughs> I know. Well, and, and I totally get that too, because- <laughs> Yeah. Well, so my 14 year old, like school is just not her thing. Like she just struggles with it because she needs, her mind works in practicality. And she's like, how is this going to serve me in the future? I don't see how this applies. And if her brain can't rationalize it, she just, it shuts down. She can't do it. So I'm like, well, Hey, can you make me some videos on this? Hey, do you think you can help me plan this next event? And she's gotten so excited this past week for the summer to start helping me put together details and the back ends of stuff because she's not really a people person. And then like my husband stays home. So I was like, hey, honey, we want to have a yacht party. And I want you to see if they they can give us a substantial discount because we'll do all their marketing for them. And so, so I've got like all these pieces. I'm like, okay, you call them. This is what I want you to tell them. You know, give it a try. Hey, by the way, I need you to call the tax person. Like, 
and getting the family involved is a beautiful thing because then you're working together and you have these projects. Yes. And we get to reap the benefits together, you know, so not only are you involving them, you know, with that collaboration and then learning and growing, but you also get to reap the benefits of the business growing and thriving together. So, you know, it goes back to that collaboration, you know, that team feel, you know, that, that families are supposed to have, you know, so many families now are like, you have success over here and I have success over here. And then the kids have their own success. And so it's so individualized, but where are you celebrating as a family together? You know, like I called my husband earlier today because we just got our last client and I was like, babe, we got to go out to dinner to celebrate. He's like, why? And I was like, cause I just got my, I, we just maxed out. And he was like, okay, great. He's like, where are we going? You know, so, so we get to do those celebratory things to where we're celebrating what, what's happening good in my business. And then when he does good in his company, we celebrate him, you know, so we kind of bring that cohesive feeling together, but it's the same thing as if like your family is working in the business together, you get to celebrate those wins together, no matter how small they are. Yeah. And it really allows us to, to like pass on that legacy. We did just a few months ago, the NABO awards, and we, we give out an award for our legacy. And it was a business that was handed down from the father to the daughter. And the daughter was now handing it down to her daughter. And when we can create businesses, going back to kind of tie in what we were talking about earlier, when we can create these tasks and we can hand it off and we can get the business running so that it's not completely 100% dependent on us and us running every aspect, we start to form a business that can have that legacy factor. So not only can we save our own sanity and start to outsource and, and give away tasks, but we can create a business where like you, you could pass this down to your daughter and when you're ready to retire, she can take the business over and the business can continue. So many of us have these businesses that stop with us. Yes, and also not only continue, but can grow and evolve because yeah. as the next generation comes in, they're going to have new thoughts. They're going to have new ideas. And if they're in the midst of when it's first created and when it's being built and things like that, they're going to have that essence of belonging, but also that essence of they want to keep that original core values and those core missions and all those different things going forward. And they're going to find ways to make them fit into the new marketplace that comes up with their generation too. Yes. So true. Oh my gosh. Well, this conversation could totally spiral into a whole nother area. So we'll, we'll tie it up. <laughs> we'll hold it. We'll hold it here. And then we'll, we'll gather thoughts and, and create something super impactful about legacy businesses uh, yes. for the next one. <laughs> yes. We can All even right. bring my mom in for that one. Oh yes. We should have your mom and your daughter. That would be <laughs> so, so cute. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we got to get, <laughs> we got to get Gwen some shirts, which is my daughter. But she's, she's like, can I get a get Dusty shirt? I need a get Dusty Aww. shirt. I want to wear it to school and tell everybody my mom owns get Dusty. And I was like, ah, oh, my next marketer already. Oh, pride. That's so sweet. Oh, no. All right. Well, well, Jen, tell us how can we 
how can we reach out to get get dusky and then of course once you get some more vas how can people start working with you yeah so you can find me on all major platforms i'm on linkedin i'm on facebook i'm on instagram i am on tiktok i don't i don't post that one very much but once once we do get more vas you can reach out to us for a quote schedule a discovery call and we can really figure out like where we can give you the most lift the fastest and then we'll just keep adding things from there so yeah you can find me anywhere all right and if all else fails at least get your canva or your email organized right right or or your google yeah oh and the google drive the infamous google drive Drive. Drive is a big one or dropbox people just like dump things in there and they never know where it is yep yep for sure all right well everyone Follow Get Dusky on all your major platforms, and we will check you on the next episode. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Magnified Abundance. We hope that you found inspiration and valuable insights from our guests' journeys towards success and their mindset shifts. Remember, cultivating an abundant mindset is a continuous journey. So apply the lessons that you've learned here today in your own life and business and embrace the power of growth and abundance. If you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe to Magnified Abundance on your favorite podcast platform so that you'll never miss an empowering conversation. And don't forget to leave us a review, share the podcast with a fellow professional entrepreneur or someone who you think can benefit from magnifying their abundance. And then stay connected with us on social media, where we share additional resources, quotes, and updates to keep you motivated on your path to success. You can find us on Instagram at Magnified Abundance. Thank you. Thank you once again for listening to Magnified Abundance. And remember, when you embrace an abundant mindset, possibilities become limitless. Keep magnifying your abundance and watch your success soar. Until next time, stay motivated. Stay focused, stay abundant.